Rishos Rabbi Kron, we are on Lamed Vav Amid Aleph by the first set of two dots, which is, I don't know, six lines from the top, and it says, it starts with, So let's just, let's just review some things, some concepts overall. Um, so let's talk about the um, typical, it's called the growth pattern of a girl, typically, and from a halakhic perspective, from when a girl is born until she is 12 years old, she is considered a katana. From the period of time that she is 12 and grows two hairs, or shnei saros, until the period of time that she's 12 and a half, she is considered a nara. Um, and then from the period of time that she's 12 and a half and up, she's considered a bulgaris or a gadola. And each of those periods of time has significance from a halachic perspective. Um, the other variable that's in there is that from a position of being a basula or not, or having basulim, you know, the physical concept of, of having basulim, um, there's this period of time from when they're born until they're three years old, where from a halachic perspective, even if something happens in that regard, um, it's considered to be something that grows back and therefore nothing really counts before the age of three years old. And then from the period of time when after that 12 and a half, when they're a bogaris, whatever this means, it's, it's referred to as a kind of the, the basulum sort of wears away, sort of diminishes. So it's, there's a little bit of a different status. So that period of time of being a nara between um, 12 and 12 and a half is very significant and you know our our everything we've been talking about over the last seven weeks in this parak is a, mostly about you know the period of time of being a nara and we started off with all these things where you either get a fine or don't get a fine it was very specific about being a nara and our mishnah there was a machokis way back then about does this apply to a katana also or only for a nara and we generally felt it was a nara so um Yesterday we started a Beresa, and the Beresa basically said um, a few things. Um, it said that there, um, that it said Arayos or Shneias Larayos. Well, you know what, some you know whatever this these concepts were about being in these forbidden relationships. There is no knas, and there is no pitoy. Pitoy is when there is so knas is typically when there is rape or ones, and pitoy is when there is this concept of seduction. And then it said Hamema Enes. Someone who does miyun, um, there, there is no knas and no pitoy, and an alienist, someone who is in that status. So we'll define both of these terms. There's no knas and no pitoy, and then hayotzes mishum shemra, ela knas lo pitoy. So what do those, those things mean? And we'll just take a minute before we go into it. Mima'enis, miyun, just to remind ourselves, is that when um, a young girl, if the, her father dies, then the brother and the mother have the right to marry her off, and that marriage is only considered like a, like a rabbinic temporary marriage. Any, at, at, at any point, at least while the girl's a katana, she could say, I don't want to remain married, and it is retroactively annulled. It's as if it never happened, so it's not really considered a valid marriage. That's the concept of miyun. And alienus is a girl who grows up but does not develop um, physical maturity, so she's not able to have children. And then the third concept, which we'll talk about a little bit later on, um, shemra, is a girl that leaves because she develops a bad reputation. In other words, people say 
that she did something bad and therefore she has to separate herself from her husband. We'll get into a little bit more about that. So right now we're starting at the two dots. Um, we talked about Hamama Enes. So this is again quoting the Bereksa. Hamama Enes, a girl who does Mion, Elo Knas She's not, so after she um, leaves her, um, the husband that was arranged by her mother, her brother, after that point, if there's Ones or Pitoy, she's not eligible for a, um, not eligible for the these fines. And the, you know, ostensibly this is because she's not a Basula anymore because she was married. Um, even though the marriage was annulled, you know, technically you can't say that physically she wasn't, wasn't, um, her Basulum wasn't impacted. So the Gemara discusses this and says, Haiktana Ba'alma Isle. So here we're talking about if a girl goes through Mion. We're saying if she goes through Mion, meaning she was married and then rejects it, she doesn't get the, this fine. Um, but that means that other Katanim, other girls that are under 12, if they did have, God forbid, owners of Pitoy, they would be eligible for a fine for a Knas. So Mani, who teaches us this? This must be Rabbanani. Why? The Amra, Katana, Yeshla, Knas. They must, they must say that a Katana is eligible for a Knas. If you remember, our Mishnah is not talking about a Katana. It's talking about a Nara. And there was a whole discussion in there about, you know, there was different opinions about whether this applied to a Katana or only to a Nara. So it must be the Rabbanan, because the Rabbanan were the ones who said that a Katana can also get a, get a Knas. Um, but Ema Seifa, but then the next part of the Bereisa that we just learned says, Elanus, Ela Knas, Vopitoi, and Elanus doesn't get a Knas and doesn't get a Pitoi. And that us of a Rabbi Meir, and that must follow Rabbi Meir. Um, why? Why do we say that? The Amar Katana, Ela Knas. That Rabbi Meir, back from our Mishnah, is one who says that a Katana doesn't get a Knas, only a Nara gets a Knas. And Baha Mikatunte Yasalavagar. And and the, this girl who is an alienist um, never went through the status of becoming a um, Nara. She was a katana and now she's grown up and she never developed um, you know, think of of, go, of Naras as kind of going through puberty, and she never had that period of time when she went through puberty. She was a katana and now she's an adult. Um, so she never had that period of Naras, and then according to Rabbi Meyer. Um, the only way you only period of time that you're eligible for the for the fine is during when you're a Nara, and this girl never went through Naras, um, so therefore we might be thinking that the Reisha, where we're talking about um, a katana, is derabanan, and the Seifa, where we're talking about an Elinus, um is Rabbi Meir. So we have two different people within the same two different camps within the same Beraisa. So maybe that's the answer, or maybe not. Maybe what we're talking about here is that both cases is Rabbi Meir. We know what does Rabbi Meir say? A katana does not get a knas, is not is not eligible for a fine. But when it comes to Mama Enes, right, where we specifically called it out, he holds like Rabbi Yehuda. Um, and Rabbi Yehuda must say that um ana, must say that this is something different and we'll talk about what Rabbi Huda says. Umi Sarvale, does Rabbi Meir really hold like Rabbi Huda? Vatani, we learn in a different Baraisa. Ad Masai Habasmaenas. Until when can a girl say that she wants to do her do Mion? Until she gets 
to the two hairs, meaning until she becomes a Nara. So as long as she's a Katana, she could do Mion. When she's a Nara, she can no longer do me, do Mion. Divri Rabbi Meir. Mion is like, I'm 11 years old, I don't want to be married anymore. She wants out, and she she can annul the marriage. The marriage is as if it never happened. However, you know theoretically, she had you know she lived with this man for whatever number of years, so she can no longer be considered a basula. So Rabbi Meir says that the t- period of time where she can say I'm out is until she is a nara, and because Rabbi Meir says there is no knas when she is a katana, only when she's a nara. You know, that's why he would say the Mama Enes doesn't, doesn't get a knas. That's what Rabbi Meir says. However, Rabbi Yehuda, what does he say? Until, and this is kind of a euphemism for saying, until she grows many more hairs. Uh, meaning until she's clearly more than just a Nara, until she's, you know, through the, through, through the period of time being a Nara. So Rabbi Yehuda would hold that she could continue to reject the marriage until she is a gadola. Um, so therefore, we just so we can't say that Rabbi Meir holds like Rabbi Yehuda when it comes to Mion, because we just said when it comes to Mion, Rabbi Meir says until she gets two hairs, and Rabbi Yehuda says until she's you know much more significantly developed. Um, so we can't say that it's all Rabbi Meir. Elo Rabbi Yehuda, maybe that we could say that the entire the Baraisa follows um, Rabbi Yehuda. Uh, when it comes to a katana, Rabbi Meir holds like Rabbi Huda holds like Rabbi Meir, kind of the reverse. Rabbi Huda holds like Rabbi Meir when it comes to a katana. That when she's a katana, she's not eligible for the fine. But when it comes to Mion, he would allow her to do Mion until she is a Nara. Umi and does Rabbi Huda really hold that way? Bahama Rabbi Huda Amarav, Zo Diver Rabbi Meir. This is what Rabbi Meir says. Um, and, you know, basically the opinion of, of Rabbi Meir. He doesn't, but said if it was true that Rabbi Yehuda held like Rabbi Meir that a katana does not get a knas, it would say, Zo Rabbi Yehuda It would have quoted both Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. So the fact that it's quoting Rabbi Meir implies that he has a different view than Rabbi Yehuda. So you can't say that Rabbi Yehuda holds like Rabbi Meir. Um, so we're going to try something else. Ha Tana Rabbi Meir We're talking about a third person, a third Tana. So we have a different Tana that, in one case, he holds like Rabbi Meir, and he, he disagrees with Rabbi Meir in the other case. And Raphram Amar, another option, my Mima Enes. What is the what does it mean when it says Mima Enes? When in our Baraisa it says um, someone who does Mion um, doesn't get a knas means it doesn't mean that it's actually a girl who goes through me and it means a girl who's of the age that in theory she could be going through me in other words she's a katana right it's just using this different roundabout language to say she's a katana meaning she's the age where she if she had been married up by her brother she could have done me but it's not it's not that she did it it's just a way of saying that she's a katana so the Gemara asks, well, listen, Knada, why are you doing this? You know, why are you saying it this way? Just say it outright. Say Katana. Gemara, Gemara concedes and says Kasha ends up with that. So continuing in the Baraisa, Elinus, Ela Knas Lo So we next said that an Elinus, again, this girl who um, never developed physically, you know, she never matured to the point that she could have children. So if she's, God forbid, raped or seduced, she doesn't get a Knas. Um, 
Uraminu, we have a contradiction. What is the contradiction? The Baraisa says, Hacharesheth, a girl who, a woman who is a deaf mute, the Hashota, or one who does not have mental capabilities, the Ha'elinus, and an Elinus, Yeshlehem Knas. It says they do get a Knas. And when they get married, or if they get married, the man who marries them can claim that if he was if he was under the impression that she was a basula before she got married. If you remember, um, on the wedding night, this is kind of how the whole Masechta started. On the wedding night, if he if he he can come back and say she wasn't a basula, and therefore I shouldn't have to pay her ksuba. Um, and there's that whole process we went through, a, you know, a long time ago. And so when it comes to an, these three categories, hachareshes, hashoten, and elenes, number one, if they're raped, they get out. They're they're eligible to get a fine. And number two, their husband is allowed to claim against them that they weren't a besula. Vahai um, myrumia, and what is the contradiction? Ha rabbi Meir. This means this is a this this means that an elenes. Um, doesn't shouldn't get a fine according to the opinion of Ravi Meir, um, Harabanan. But this Baraisa that gives it to her is really the opinion of the Rabbana. Maybe this isn't a contradiction. It's just saying that there's one Baraisa that says the Elanis doesn't get a knas is following um, the Rabbanan, and one that says she doesn't get a knas is following Rabbi Meir. Maybe it's not really a contradiction. Udaka um, and the person who asks this question, Maikari, what is it, what is he really trying to find out? Mishum de Isla Lamirma Achrisa Alisa. He has a different, he has a different Baraisa that he wants to ask the question of. Um, so what is his really what is really his question? Hachareshes Vashote Vahabogeris Umukas eights, these four categories. Hachareshes again is a deaf mute. Vashote is someone who does not have mental capabilities. A bogeris, like we said, is someone who is above 12 and a half, so she's an adult. Umukas eights is a woman who had a um, physical injury that caused her to lose her basulim. Eilatanis basulim. All four of these people, if when the husband marries her, he cannot claim that he thought that she was a basula and found out on their wedding night that she wasn't a basula. However, Hasuma, a woman who's blind, the Eilatanis, and a woman who is an Eilatanis, Yeshlam Tanis basulim. They do have the Tanis basulim. Um, and Sumkas Omer, Bishom Rabbi Meir, he says in the name of Rabbi Meir, Suma, when it comes to a blind woman, Eilatanis Basulim. So he doesn't include the Eilatanis. He only is talking about the, the blind person. Um, so therefore, the, the, um, so, so therefore, you have these differences between the Baraisas about what you do when it comes to the, to the, to the deaf woman or the, um, or the woman who has, um, doesn't have her mental capabilities. So Amarab Sheshes, Lokasha, it's not a problem. Ha Rabbi Gamaliel, the Ha Rabbi Yoshua. So here we're going back to what we talked about on Daf Yud Beis. And on Daf Yud Beis, we talked about, again, this comes to the concept of Tanis Basulim, where the husband claims that she, um, she wasn't a virgin. And the wife is able to say, well, what happened here is that after we were engaged, I was raped, if you remember that concept. And the question was, do you believe her or do you not believe her? And that's where we had, you know, we went back and forth on this for a long time. And basically the opinions were that Rabbi Gamaliel ultimately said, you believe the woman. And Rabbi Yoshua said, you do not believe the woman. So if the woman says, 
yes, I'm not a basula, but the reason I'm not a basula is after we were engaged, halakhically engaged, then I was raped during that period of time. So Rabbi Gabriel says, you believe her. And Rabbi Yeshua says, you do not believe her. So the Gemara questions this. Imer, the shamant lewa Rabbi Gamliel. Um, would you say that the, so Rabbi Gamliel said the woman has to claim that this happened. Hecha de katanahiyu, how can she claim when this, this happened? Meaning, she's a cheresh, she's a deaf mute, she can't state anything that happened to her. Hecha de loka katanahiyu, mi shamatle. Um, so how could she have said this? Our answer is, hey, and it's, this is really the opinion of Rabbi Gamliel that you would believe her, meaning, that when the woman is unable to speak on her behalf, others are able to speak up on her behalf, meaning that others are the best in her whomever, can say on her behalf what happened. But bottom line, if, she, if what she's saying, or if others are saying on her behalf, that what happened is that she was an she was um, raped after um, she says I was raped after we were engaged, and that's the opinion of Rabbi Gamliel. How, how, would, how would these others know that they they have witnesses or they have some way of some way some way of knowing? Person who can't talk. She right? can't talk, but some way they they're able to some way they're able to figure out and represent her is kind of what it's saying. So right. that, that's the question, right? Your question is the question of. How can you say that Rabbi Gamliel would say this? Because the only reason you go all the way back to Yudbeis, it's always that you believe the woman because either she could have said something different or something better, etc. And here she can't speak, so you know you ultimately they ultimately um, discard that that disagreement by saying someone is representing her and speaking on her behalf. Habogeres um, latanas psulim, and when it comes to a bogeres, we say she does not have. Tanis Basulim, and again, a Bulgaris is a girl who's over 12 and a half, and the, the ostensible reason is, is that you would say that once she becomes 12 and a half, naturally her Basulim wears away. So in theory, you can say that she, there's no Tanis Basulim because maybe she's not going to bleed as a result of the relations because her Basulim has worn away. Well, I'm a Rav, but we have a contradiction to this. Rav says, Bulgaris no la rishon. When it comes to a Bulgaris, if she is a basula, um, even if she has, um, she bleeds that night, um, you give her the entire first night to remain with her husband. You assume that it's all part of the same, um, it's all part of the same initial relations and that any blood that you might see is all related to that. And therefore she's allowed to remain with her husband the first night, even though she's a bogaris, the implication here is that there is blood. There, you know, there, there must have been basulum of some form. And about the if the husband comes along and says um, and says, wait, there was no basulim here, right? He he's making a claim against him. Hachinami, um, maybe he's making maybe maybe how could he be making a claim against her? Because maybe his claim could be valid because maybe what he's saying is, hey, you know, you can't say because she was a bogaris there was no bleeding. When we, we have this other statement of Rav that we allow her to remain the whole night because the bleeding that will happen is a result of, um, of, of the relations. So even though she might be a Bulgaris and have reduced a reduced basulim, there still is some level of basulim here. Hachalamayaskinim, what are we talking about here? The Katanin Tanis Pesach Basuach. This goes all the way back to the beginning of Kasubas. And we said it's not that he, the reason he's saying is because of not finding blood, but he says, that that um, she had already been 
opened. In other words, that he's able to sense that she's not a basula anymore physically. She's, she should have been tighter or felt differently if she was actually a basula. And he's saying that's the way he knows that she's not a basula. So it's nothing to do with the blood. It has to do with the phys- her physical state right now. Sumpa summer Mishum Rabbi Meir. He says the name of Rabbi Meir. Suma ain't latanas basulim. A blind woman, you can't make a tanas basulim against her. Why? My time with the sumpas. What's his reason? I'm a Rabbi Zera. Mishum shenichbed al garbi karka. Because a blind girl falls down frequently. And because she falls down frequently, she's prone to injuring herself and causing her basulim to, to be impacted. Kuli nami chavike mikabite. You know, all young girls fall down all the time. So there's a possibility with any girl that they could fall down and injure themselves and, and, and impact the basulim. The answer is, Kula When it comes to a, a girl with sight, she'll see that she's bleeding and she'll show her mother and she'll tell her about it. Zo But a girl who's blind, she's not aware of it, she doesn't see it, and she's not going to tell her mother about it. And therefore, she might not even know that this happened. So that's, that, that's the difference there. This goes to the next, next piece of the Beresa. This is a girl who leaves because she has a, a bad name, a bad reputation. She does not get the knas, and she doesn't get the pito for seduction. If she did something bad, if she cheated on her husband, and as a result, she would, you know, she, you, you can't just do that. You're, you're a Chayav Misa. If a woman has relations outside of marriage, she's Chayav Misa. So how could it be a situation like this where where you'd even have to talk about a Knas or a Pitoy? There's no, there should be no consideration. We know that if she's, gonna, if she's subject to the to, to death penalty, she's not going to get this. I'm Rav Sheh, she's Hachi Kamar. What the Bryce is actually saying, she grew up with a bad reputation. So um, she had this reputation growing up that she was promiscuous. And as a result, because she grew up with this reputation, she's not eligible for a knas or a pitoy. And Amara Papa, Shmamina, Haishtara, Ria, Loma And he says, similar to the concept of the girl growing up with a bad reputation is when you have a loan document that has a bad reputation about it. Uh, meaning that there are people who are saying, you know, this document was forged or the witnesses were bad or whatever it is, that maybe it's a similar concept. You have a girl with a bad reputation and you have a loan document with a bad reputation. Yeah, I have a question. Yeah. Just to go back to that line of group. Versus said a girl would get skewed. And said, no, she grew up with a bad reputation. Right. In other words, she had a bad reputation, meaning that the reputation was that she cheated after marriage. As opposed to when her As opposed to before she was married, she had a bad reputation. So because she had a bad reputation, you assume coming into the marriage that she was not a basula. Oh, I see. You assume, all right, you know, she's, she can say all she wants, she's a basula, but everybody knows she's the girl that hangs out on the so corner. It didn't, and, happen, it didn't happen after you married her. Right. You just, you just like, you know, if you're going to marry this girl, she has the reputation, and you can't, don't come back to us later and say you didn't know, you didn't know what she was all about. You, you knew her, right. okay. Okay. We're talking about a case where there's act, the witnesses actually came and testified. They say that she's doing... Okay, okay. <laughs> so it's, not, it's not hearsay. It's, but it's not, it, you know, it's, is it hearsay or is it not hearsay? They're not, what are they testifying about? They're testifying that she's hanging out with all the boys. They're not testifying that they saw her necessarily do something. Okay. That's right? She just has that bad reputation. Um, hey, Chidami, um, 
what it, what are we talking about here? And this is sort of what Michael is saying, or this is what we're talking about. And we're trying to contrast whether the girl and the loan document are the same thing. If there was a rumor about it, the star the Zaifahu, that we have this document, there's a rumor about it that this document was forged. The um, so therefore, you would say it's similar to the rumor that this girl had relations beforehand. So again, it's not people testifying, but it's more of a rumor. So you're, are you going to say that just like the document, there's a rumor about it, and the girl has a rumor about it? The Hamar Rabbah, this is what Rabbah says, Yatzalah Shem Mizanebair, if a girl has a reputation as being this promiscuous woman, Ein you don't pay attention to it, you don't follow it, you don't listen to the rumor. Ella but we're talking about what Michael just said, where you have two men who came forward, and they said, She came up to us, and she solicited us. She, you know, she kind of you know, came to us to try to do something promiscuous. Uh, um, and you might say that similar when it comes to the loan, that the Asibe Trave army, there are two people that came and they said, two people came up to us and they said, hey, could you forge this loan document it to, for us? So that's why he's trying to say that these two are similar, where there's a rumor about it where people come up and say, either the girl solicited us, or some people tried to get us to sign falsely on this document. Bishla Mahasam, are these, can you really compare these two? Shlichi Perutsin. Um, because there are somewhere out there, there are promiscuous men. That if she's going out and trying to solicit men to have you know illicit relationships with her, she's going to find someone to play along, and therefore you can assume that maybe she did something inappropriate. Elahacha, when it comes to a loan document, imu hochsak. You know, do we know deliberately that there was somebody who would? Just because they come up to you and they tried to get false witnesses to sign it, do you know that someone ultimately did? Are you establishing that within all of Klai Yisrael that there must have been somebody that played along? Since we know that he was going around looking for someone to forge it, he knows that eventually he found someone to play along. So just like with the woman where she say, you know, say that she's promiscuous, eventually she'll find the guy that's more willing to be promiscuous with her. Similarly, you can you can say that if she, you know, if these people tried hard enough, they would find someone who would who would play along and sign it falsely. So with this we'll stop and Mirza Shem Rabbi Kron will pick up again tomorrow. For now everyone should have a wonderful day.